98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The Health Secretary outlines plans for a three-colour health code system using the existing Leave Home Safe app. The Transport Commissioner says the government plans to restrict the use of mobile devices on vehicle dashboards. And Macau's normally bustling streets are deserted as casinos and other non-essential businesses close for a week. Health Secretary Lo Chong Mao says the government hopes to introduce a three-colour health code system as soon as possible by adding the function to the existing Leave Home Safe app. He says the aim is to ensure that COVID patients isolating at home don't go out spreading the virus. We are analysing the data and we would consider every option, including uh, changing some of the designated hotel quarantine into home quarantine or home health monitoring. And that's one of the reasons that we have to have effective measures, including the yellow health code that I've mentioned, to make sure that if we allow them for home health monitoring, they would, be, uh, they would not get into these high-risk areas and uh, put our community at risk. Health officials reported 2,863 new COVID cases, 252 of which were imported. Seven more patients with COVID died. Travellers heading to the mainland through the Shenzhen Bay port continue to flood the border crossing. Some critics say officials need to deploy more staff. The government said travellers will soon be able to book COVID tests online as part of efforts to better manage border congestion. The Transport Commissioner says the government says government plans to allow no more than two mobile devices on a vehicle's dashboard should not affect the needs of taxi drivers. Rosanna Law says the taxi trade supports the idea, as Timmy Sung reports. The Transport Commissioner told a commercial radio program that the government has consulted cabbies who are in favour of the proposed ban on more than two mobile devices. Rosanna Law explains that one device could be used to pick up orders through a ride-hailing app and a second one could be used to check a map if needed. She also said not all taxi drivers will need two phones if they know their way around town and a second device could be used for accepting customers. Ms. Law dismissed suggestions that allowing cabbies to have two devices on their dashboard will still be unsafe. The drivers can do a quick survey asking their customers if they feel safer with two phones on the dashboard or seven, she says. If the customers say they are okay with seven devices on the dashboard, tell me. The Transport Commissioner also says they are checking with taxi hailing app developers whether their software supports voice control functions so drivers can be banned from touching their screens when their vehicles are moving. Officials are proposing fines of up to $2,000 for those ignoring a device limit, with the plan to be submitted to LegCo next year. Meanwhile, the government says Rosanna Law tested positive for COVID. She last worked on Friday and is in isolation. Streets in Macau have largely been empty with all casinos and other non-essential businesses shut on the first day of a week-long suspension amid a COVID outbreak. The SAR today reported 59 new infections, raising the total in its current wave of cases past 1,500. Frank Jung with that story. With the city being shut down, residents were ordered to stay at home unless they needed to buy daily supplies, get tested for COVID or were deemed to be essential workers. Only essential services and certain businesses in Macau, such as supermarkets, restaurants and healthcare facilities, 
were allowed to stay open. A noodle shop owner told RTHK that the flow of people had greatly reduced in the area. He said he planned to shut down the shop for a few days after clearing his inventory. Authorities say police would be patrolling the streets and anyone breaking the rules would face stringent punishment. Four more citywide mass COVID testing exercises are planned for the week, while high-risk groups such as those delivering food and bus drivers were told to get screened every day. And time for a quick look at the weather for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be fine with a minimum temperature of about 28 degrees. It will be very hot during the day with a high of around 35 degrees. We can expect light to moderate east to southeasterly winds. And the outlook, it'll be mainly fine with and persistently very hot in the following couple of days. We can expect sunny intervals and a few showers later in the week. The very hot weather warning is still in effect. Currently at the observatory, it's 30 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 78%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Social Welfare Department says most of the 764 care workers hired from the mainland to work at local residential care homes during the fifth wave of COVID have now left Hong Kong after completing their contracts. However, 17 have joined the local care sector under the supplementary labour scheme. Election officials have proposed combining two documents into one for prospective candidates in next year's rural representative election. The Electoral Affairs Commission says a document confirming commitment to upholding the basic law could be included as part of the nomination form. It's currently a separate form. This is one of the Commission's recommendations as it kicks off a 30-day public consultation on new guidelines for the upcoming polls to elect nearly 1,500 village representatives. At a press conference, the Commission's chairman, Justice Barnabas Fung, said the commitment to the basic law was not a new requirement. They need only to sign one comprehensive document, which is the nomination form, and all the explanation and consequences has been fully and clearly set out, and hence there is no need to sign separately confirmation, or you could say that the confirmation form is now subsumed into the electoral documents of the nomination form. When asked if the eligibility of individual candidates would be reviewed by the government, Justice Fung said returning officers would decide whether a nomination is valid or not. A construction industry representative has expressed reservations about an alternative four-day work week arrangement for frontline workers. Last week, the Construction Industry Council, or CIC, announced that full-time workers will get an additional rest day every two weeks that's aimed at improving their work-life balance. But the president of the Hong Kong Construction Association, Eddie Lam, said frontline industry staff only get paid when they clock in, so reducing workdays could mean a drop in income. Let's not have a consensus over the industry for the four days working. The CIC is only for the office work, and in the front line for operation, it's hard to practice this for the contractors. There's a less working time, they will be earning less for a month. The government has been urged to find better ways to estimate the number of bores in Hong Kong. During a LegCo panel meeting, some lawmakers, including Chan Chun-Ying from the finance sector, said accurate numbers are important in devising a plan to manage the wild pig population to prevent a public nuisance. Speaking through an interpreter, a director from the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department, Leung Siu Fai, said officials are using what they believe to be the best method. At the moment, we are using infrared cameras to capture the, the number and distribution of, of wild pigs. 
We've also consulted statisticians as to how we can adopt the sampling method to assess the distribution of wild pigs. For example, monitoring the feces of uh, wild pigs. We've considered, we have considered that, but we've decided that using infrared cameras and through long-term surveillance, we will be able to actually <coughs> arrive at a more accurate number. Turning overseas, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida looks set to consolidate power within his ruling Liberal Democratic Party after a strong election result virtually ensured him three more years as Premier. The ruling coalition extended its majority in the Upper House of Parliament in yesterday's election, two days after former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was shot dead while giving a campaign speech. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Mr Kishida during a visit to Japan and offered Washington's condolences. In his time in office, uh, Prime Minister Abe did more than anyone to elevate the relationship between the United States and Japan to new heights. An evening vigil has been held at a Buddhist temple in Japan's capital to remember Mr. Abe. Japanese media outlets said Mr. Abe's wife, Akie, led the ceremony at the Zojiji temple, surrounded by the couple's close friends. The opening of the first meeting of the Pacific Islands Forum in almost three years has been overshadowed by the withdrawal of Kiribati. President Tanati Mao said it was over the failure of the region's most influential body to appoint a Micronesian as its head. The BBC's Surinjani Tawari is in Fiji's capital, Suva. Leaders had planned to discuss how to combat the very real impact of rising sea levels in this region. But as delegations arrived on Monday, the summit was overshadowed by the withdrawal of Micronesian island Kiribati, a decision New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has called disappointing. This comes at a time when unity is crucial. Pacific nations saw pillars of their economies, tourism, fishing, agriculture, hit hard as borders were closed and countries locked down during the pandemic. The European Commission has asked its former Digital Services Commissioner, Nelly Crowes, for information on her alleged lobbying for Uber during the cooling-off period immediately after she left office. Ms Crowes has denied any wrongdoing. It was just one of many allegations of impropriety levied against the ride-hailing app following a mass leak of internal documents. Other politicians named in the documents include President Biden and Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who pushed back against the company's lobbyists and the former British Chancellor George Osborne. Uber has blamed a toxic management culture under its former boss Travis Kalanick and says it's now transformed every aspect of how it operates. New figures from the United Nations project that India will surpass China as being the world's most populous country next year. At the moment, both countries have more than 1.4 billion people each, but China's slowing birth rate has accounted for a projected population decline from next year. By 2015, the UN says India will have 1.6 billion people, while China will have 1.3. The German economy minister has said European countries have to be prepared in case gas shipments from Russia fail to resume after the closure of the Nord Stream 1 pipeline for maintenance. Robert Harbeck said he was deeply concerned that gas supplies to the European Union were being used as a weapon to turn member states against one another. With more, here's the BBC's Damien McGuinness. So many sectors within Germany rely on gas. A lot of the intensive industries, which are very important for Germany, such as 
glass or pharmaceuticals. All of those need intensive heat, which can't come from electricity and has to come from gas. So what the German economy minister, Robert Habeck, is now saying is that after this maintenance work, that the, the pipeline will simply shut down. This maintenance work happens every summer in Germany, but there is a lack of trust in Berlin towards Moscow because over the past few months, we've seen a drastic reduction in the supply of Russian gas to Germany. So there's a lot of suspicion here that actually this is political games to weaken the German economy. It emerged that a group of conmen had set up a fake version of Cricket Indian Premier League and fooled punters in Russia into parting with several thousand dollars in bets before being rumbled by police. The BBC's Charles Haviland has the story. When plans for a breakaway European Super League were announced last year, it prompted such widespread criticism and protests that within... I'm sorry. The battle for control of European football will be determined at a court hearing which begins in Luxembourg tonight. The European and Football League's governing bodies, UEFA and FIFA, will argue they have the right to block clubs from joining a breakaway league and penalise players. They face supporters of the European Super League project. More from the BBC's Adam Wilde. When plans for a breakaway European Super League were announced last year, it prompted such widespread criticism and protests that within days, nine of the 12 clubs involved pulled out. Today, a hearing begins at the Court of Justice of the European Union, where those behind the Super League will argue that a block by the governing body UEFA on rival competitions is at odds with EU rules and threats to punish those taking part amount to an abuse of power. And it's emerged that a group of conmen set up a fake version of cricket's Indian Premier League and fooled punters in Russia into parting with thousands of dollars in bets before they were rumbled by police. The BBC's Charles Haviland has the story. The creators of the so-called Indian Premier Cricket League paid great attention to detail. On a farm in Gujarat, they built a fake cricket pitch complete with halogen lamps but never shown in a wide shot on their fake YouTube channel. They paid local labourers to pose as players, sporting jerseys of real IPL teams, with a bogus umpire instructed to signal a boundary or wicket. The gang even recruited a man to mimic the popular cricket commentator Hasha Bogle. Bookies in Russian cities are said to have watched and placed big bets before the racket was busted. And the former head of Formula One motor racing, Bernie Eccleston, has been charged with fraud for failing to declare overseas assets of more than 400 million US dollars to the tax authority in Britain. The Crown Prosecution Service said the worldwide investigation showed that no one was beyond its reach. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The Health Secretary outlines plans for a three-colour health code system using the existing Leave Home Safe app. The Transport Commissioner says the government plans to restrict the use of mobile devices on vehicle dashboards. And Macau's normally bustling streets are deserted as casinos and other non-essential businesses close for a week. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Is it a kind of dream? 
Garfunkel's big hit from the 70s and Bright Eyes, taken from the movie Watership Down, which I've never seen. Apparently it doesn't end too well for the rabbit, that's what I remember. How you doing? We're into a second hour this Monday. Peter King with you, of course, on our marvellous musical magical mystery tour up to midnight and sentimental journey. Cause to reason is not what you care for 